Welcome to Callback Podcast number eight. I'm trying to be quieter with my intros. I'm told I used to blow people's ears out with screaming, Welcome to Callback Podcast! And then we'd go back down into the normal level of the podcast after, and after their ears recover. But it uh, doesn't mean I'm any less excited because this is a great episode. It's with the hosts. Aaron and Edgar both have uh, best man duties for upcoming uh, weddings. So we talk about you know planning the bachelor party, bachelor parties I've been to, bachelor parties they've been to. Uh, we talk about uh, we talk about Aaron's upcoming tour. It just was fun catching up with these guys, and uh, hope you enjoy it. As always, uh, reach out to us, callbackpodcast at gmail dot com. You can send us uh, some emails, send us suggestions, anything you want. Also, uh, we're on Twitter at callbackpodcast and uh, on Facebook. Please like us on Facebook, and if you're uh, listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe. We need that, and uh, or leave a and leave a comment. That'd be nice too. So, um, with that out of the way, let's go uh, with the hosts. Podcast number eight. All right, hey, uh, welcome to Callback Podcast. Numbers, what number is this? Eight. Seventeen. No, we made it to eight. <laughs> All right, this nine. one's going to be just the hosts again. So um, here we are, uh, John Novotny. Ed, you can go ahead. You look like you want to say something. <laughs> go ahead. I was going to introduce myself. Oh, go ahead. Introduce yourself. Aaron Gloss. Edgar Wolfson. See how all that right, works? There we go. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, well, uh, how do you think the podcast has been going so far? We're at number eight. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think what we've done is the greatest thing in the history of alternative media. And I would even venture to say even regular media. Newspapers, television, better than any of that. Hearing that description makes me want to pound you in the front. (laughs) But uh, no, actually, I agree. I think we're doing really well. I mean, obviously, uh, you're joking, but I've been super, super stoked with how they've been turning out. Uh, All our guests have been super, super great. And uh, um, what's been going on with you guys since the last time we spoke? Uh, Aaron, we know that uh, you went to Japan recently. I did. It was amazing. How was that? What, what, uh, um, what did you do there? Uh, there were three shows in Osaka, Nagoya, and Tokyo. They were all uh, raging was, success. Aaron was doing uh, sound and uh, front of the house and tour managing Floggy Molly in uh, Japan. That is correct. So, so what was your favorite show of all of them? Um... I would say that my favorite show was Nagoya because um, Nagoya is famous for its chicken wings. Really? I wouldn't think that, but no. I remembered uh, that we haven't been to Nagoya in five years. Uh, and it's a tradition that uh, we have an early show in, uh, in Japan at the, all of our shows. And... The promoter and our record label guy will take us out to dinner after each show, which that would never happen in uh, the U.S. <laughs> right? Yeah, anywhere else. Exactly. Uh, but uh, it doesn't typically happen in the U.S. or Europe because a headline slot might be 10 p.m. You're done at midnight. You're done loading out at 2 a.m. You don't go out to dinner at that time. But everything is so efficient in Japan. Plus, we play about 8 p.m., so by 10, 10.30, we can all go out to dinner together. And I remembered that 
we went to a chicken wing spot uh, five years ago, and I couldn't wait to go back. Uh, there's what you could imagine Asian chicken wings would be like, only amazing uh, and and awesome. We ate, uh, it seemed like hundreds of them. Is it like sweet and sour, that kind of stuff? or uh, It's like they've got an Asian dry rub spice on them. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. So you were, in, well, let me ask you this. You, you said you do a show at 8 o'clock. Is that like a normal thing for bands to do? I think so. I think that would be a normal set time for bands is to play. Is there an early curfew, or do people that's not around admit? Is there a nightlife that goes super late? How does that work? Yeah, and bars, uh, instead of uh, bigger bars, well, I guess here we have bars of all different sizes, but um, in Japan, you can find a whole lot of character in uh, lots of little tiny bars, even bars that only hold like four or five people, and plus a bartender. It's really fascinating. Uh, and they'll stay open as long as they like and, and close when they feel like it. So, so there's no liquor license or like, you know, like a... Like in, Not in that I can tell. <laughs> no, it might be off the books. So exactly. Who right. knows if there is a liquor law, but nobody follows it. Uh, but we'll go out to a bar, and if the bartender doesn't want to close until 6 a.m., then he'll stay open until 6 a.m. And, and might start drinking with you and hanging <laughs> out and maybe sing some karaoke. Uh, it's it's really a, a unique and a great time. We've seen uh, how they portray karaoke in movies out there. Is it? It's kind of like a cult thing, you know, like people like... It's not just like singing happy songs too, right? Am I right? They sing sad songs. They get up there and like yeah, it's like I mean they they do it in America too. I mean, last time I went to karaoke, everyone was singing these like slow sad songs, and I'm like, really? come on guys, let's have a good time with this, you know? I oh, haven't I've been to seen... I haven't been to too many karaoke bars uh, here, uh, but from what I can tell, it, there's a stage. It it's set up a typical way that that you'd think a singer would be set up, where you have a stage and a monitor and a sound system. And when I've uh, had a karaoke experience in Japan, the, it's just like they're using the the house speakers that are around the bar, and they just pass around a microphone. Oh, really? So uh, you, you may just be sitting at your table, and it's your turn for karaoke. There's no place for you to go when you sing your song. You you take the mic- wireless microphone uh, in your hand at your seat and and go for it. So you just sing right where you're sitting. Yeah. How do wow. you how do you read the lyrics? Do they give you a sheet of paper or is it like on a TV somewhere? Yeah, there might be uh, one or two uh, TVs uh, visible in the distance, and you you sing along. Karaoke is a weird thing in LA too, though, because uh, I come from Chicago, and there it's just you know it's more of a fun time usually a drunken experience here i know it's like people come with their managers they'll have sheet music it'll be like you know it's an audition like they're like working it you know and and a lot of them are really great singers so like you know they might not have made it or everything but they're better than the average singer and you know it's intimidating to actually do karaoke in in los angeles well i don't know if you guys have done this before but uh the korean karaoke rooms Oh, I did. Well, yeah, yeah. In Chicago, I did. Where yeah. instead oh, of going okay. up on stage, it's just a private room for you and your friends, and you're just sing- like hanging out on a couch and you're singing, and there's a little TV. And I, I, last time I went, they gave us like tambourines. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I've I've heard of it, but never done it. I don't, I'll have no, to. No, it's do it's sometime. really cool because I wouldn't have done it otherwise. 
But then, uh, because it was just me and my friends, I, I guess this is very topical. Uh, MCA of the Beastie Boys passed away yesterday. When What's I was doing piece? karaoke, I did a Beastie Boys song, and just blew everyone away. Like it was a lot of fun, and you know, does it? Well, I I did one where they actually score you. Like there's a, a <laughs> like they must be check, checking your pitch or whatever the deal is. They score you. I'm pretty sure it's not official. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's official at all. Yeah, if you get a 99, you all of a sudden become you, you, you're, right. you're in show business. It gets reported to a central agency. Yeah, you call, you're, in you call your manager. Yeah. I just scored a 99 at this karaoke machine. What can you do for me? Oh, I'm, uh, out here, I'm sure people put that on their resumes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so you the karaoke situation there. You said that they, they sit around just passing the mic around. And then, have you ever seen any other nightlife? Like, what what else did you? What do you do late night there? Because you, you only have late night, right? Because during the day you're setting up, getting ready for the show. Yeah, there were. There's lots of um, gimmicks that Japanese folks are into. Uh, we really wanted. There was a restaurant right next to the club where we played in Tokyo. We wanted to go, and, and we never did. But uh, the restaurant had a theme. It was called Alcatraz. <laughs> And to indulge the theme, you go Al, and... Al, 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 oh, sorry, I was <laughs> being a little racist there. Yes, uh, they do confuse R's and L's a lot. Uh, a lot? Our, our, our drummer needed, um, for those of you who know music equipment, a moon gel, which is a little piece of uh, blue gel that you put on a drum and you make it a little bit more dead a little less ringing i know it's, you blow on it and it gets really warm wait oh, different different type of gel <laughs> uh so it makes it less ringy yeah it's almost it's the same material as like the kids toy with it's like a sticky hand and you can slap it against the dollar bill and and oh, okay. pick up the dollar bill <laughs> same exact stuff uh we needed some so somebody ran to uh get it from a music store and later that night, I settled the show, and it was on our little invoice, and it said, Drum Mute Jerry. J-E-R-R-Y. Oh. Uh, so, it, instead of Mute Jelly, it was Mute Jerry. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so you were in Alcatraz. Uh, and the theme of the restaurant uh, is getting handcuffed and tied what? up, and uh, sitting in shackles, in a jail cell, and that's where you get to eat. Wait, uh, you're out, you're tied up in shackles, and you how does and, it, so and somehow you? you somehow you, you eat. Sounds like a good first date spot. Chained up <laughs> and in a jail cell. Uh, yeah, they probably serve you on like one of uh, jailhouse plastic trays. Well, <laughs> to get the full experience. Are you sure you just didn't go to jail? <laughs> you, you're like, you're like, oh, this is the best club I've ever been in, man. This is hilarious, man. You're like, no, no, no. This is actually jail. Oh, I love the theme. This is great. The guys with the tasers. No, no. Really, you've been arrested. Do you, you were allowed one phone call. So did you go? Did you go to Alcatraz? No, we we didn't. We uh, about it. we thought about it, but we figured that the the experience would would be fun, but the food was not so high quality, and we were more interested in finding some. What was interesting was it was an Ethiopian food restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> in Japan, called Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, you had three shows there. Is that all? 
Only three? Yeah, we stayed, uh, some of us stayed two extra days in Tokyo. Uh, yeah, to by the way, speaking of which, uh, you know, I'm sure on one of those extra days you picked up my gift, which I appreciate. That was nice. Um, <laughs> Why don't you tell our listeners what we got for right, you, so what I, I got so, for you. So Aaron is like, hey, I got you something for my trip, and I'm all excited, like, oh, cool, and he hands this thing to me, and it looks like... Uh, do you remember, like, how, I don't know if it's, they're still distributed this way, but, like, pantyhose used to be distributed in, like, this, like, egg? They, they are. That they are still? Oh, how do you, <laughs> I went to the expert there. Thanks, Edgar. <laughs> um, apparently, they still are. And, uh, and so I, I opened it up, this, like, plastic thing, and inside I thought, like, oh, is, like, is this socks? Because I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm just trying to... And then I realized there's a picture, and it's, cl- it's like a cloth and it's a picture, and I realized I'm holding panties... And there's a picture of an Asian girl wearing the panties. <laughs> so I, I oh, guess that's yeah. supposed to be proof that she wore the panties. Um, yes. And, uh, and yeah, well, thanks for that gift. That was great. It's actually, how, how do they smell, John? <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, um, this, is gonna be, this is weird. With all the stuff that I'm into and how freaky I've been in my life, that's one of those things that's like I just kind of was like, ah. Oh. Okay, <laughs> like really, I'm not gonna smell them, <laughs> I but I know people that probably have, you know. And uh, I smelled them before I gave them to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> In fact, wait, I was I opened it up. It was empty. I look over. There's Aaron wearing them on his <laughs> fucking face. Um, and uh, yeah, well, it's it's. It, you said you got it from a vending machine. Is that uh, right? a vending machine in a porno shop? I showed it to my girlfriend because I'm like, oh shit, I can't have her just find this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, who sent you this? You know, and like, and you know, and she's like, oh yeah, from the vending machines, and like, how the fuck do you know about all this? You know, it's like <laughs> somehow she knew about it. So did what did you do? You went to a strip club there, or what? No, no, right on the it's a vending machine next to the Coca Cola, next to quite literally, yes, really, uh, yeah, uh, you know, on a. Some side street with some restaurants and shops, and there was a, a, some sort of sexy shop. And right, like in the doorway, you don't even have to go into the store. Right there is the vending machine where you can get the panties and an egg. Uh, so, and it was uh, five hundred yen. So it's about five bucks. So it oh, was wow. well worth it. Uh, you were worth it, John. Oh, thanks, I appreciate <laughs> it. And yeah. with the price of panties in America, it's almost better just to buy used panties. Right, throw them yeah. in the wash, yeah. and you're set. Oh, I can't wait to will that to my children. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, you go to Japan. You come back now. You, the minute you got back, though, you had to take off to go to. Now, this is going to be kind of a theme of the show. I think is uh, um, both of you. Uh, guys are doing your first best man duties, right, for upcoming weddings? Yes. And you've already had... I'm, I'm scared shitless. Are you? Uh, don't be scared. You'll be fine. Actually, I was really nervous about the bachelor party, and that was a huge success. So I should just roll with that. Yeah, actually, absolutely. You're, there's, you're, you're going to be fine. You'll be, you, both of you guys will be great. You um, Tell us about... So you did a bachelor party recently, whatever you can go into. I know, that, like, you know, whatever stays in... Because you were in Vegas, literally... We were in Vegas. Uh, I can't say much except that we all had a really great time. Oh, this is bullshit! Come on, <laughs> we all had a really. It sounds like a politician. <laughs> like, um, what well, I'll reveal that one of the highlights of the weekend for me, which sums it up a bit, uh, I had a surprise for the groom, uh, which was a 1970 convertible Cutlass with an enormous engine. 
uh, and huge wheels. It was is, that, just, is that Cody describing a girl right now? Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> she listening. Had, she had huge <laughs> wheels <laughs> and an uh, unbelievable uh, it was. I, I found a guy on Craigslist uh, It was really willing to rent it to me <laughs> this for is, this the afternoon. I found a guy on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> He literally, Craigslist she, she literally had junk in her trunk. <laughs> um, he, uh, said, he said he, she could only handle four anymore, right. and he couldn't <laughs> be extra. I secretly went and picked it up and drove it back to our hotel. Oh, cool! And uh, when it was time to go out on one of our excursions, I said, "We're we're not taking a taxi. We're going to take that." Awesome! And, uh, and then I gave him the keys. Uh, so, have you been drinking? No, okay, no, I, I, I scheduled it. I, I didn't want to be driving around the rental hot rod that was kind of rented to us with no Official, insurance, yeah. like just in good faith, like pl- don't wreck it and we won't beat you up or uh, to empty your wallets when you get back. Uh, it, so I made sure that we were, it was still the sober portion of our day. Oh, that's awesome. Did he enjoy it? Oh, yeah, I think he had a great time. He's into hot rods. You both are building one right now, actually. Yeah, we've got a rat rod project um, that we've got to get off the ground again. We um, we have an engine, and we've disassembled the engine, and we're starting to rebuild it, and uh, that's as far as we are right now. Well, it's funny so, you said off the ground, because the rat rod like only sits about an inch off the ground, Exactly. Uh, I think the next step will be uh, if we, we've got a... Uh, finish rebuilding the engine, and we need a frame and a body. Hopefully, uh, the the in thing right now with the rat rods is to take uh, 30s Model A Ford and then restore it with uh, some vintage parts and some modern parts. So people take them and put uh, small block Chevy engines in them and uh, get high performance out of the engine. Uh, put enormous tires on it, lower it, uh, and chop the roof so there's only a few inches of right. windshield to look out of, looking really uh, uh, thin and mean, uh, and then make it really loud and drive it around your neighborhood and squeal your tires. Uh, For those so, who don't know what a rat ride is, it's basically like, if you know what the, remember the uh, Munsters mobile? That's that's a good example. Is there any yeah. other famous examples of a rat rod? That you can better reference that's not fifty years old. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> pardon me, pardon me for knowing stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think. Well, there are other famous. That's why I asked. Is there other famous rat rides out there? Well, just uh, imagine. Because um, literally, I mean, you've old... got to be like scraping the the curb every time you. Because I have a regular car, and yeah. I'm always in L.A. just scraping the bottom of my car. Yeah, that was a that was the funny part about this rental car that the hot rod that we rented in Vegas was uh, lowered, and it had an enormous enormous tires and it barely fit in the the wheel wells, so uh, we went over a speed bump at a slow what we would think of as normal speed, and it sounded like the car almost fell apart. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so. It really took a lot of talent from there out uh, to navigate any sort of bump or especially a speed bump. Right. You had to slow to uh, 
Gotta negotiate that. Between stop and barely enough momentum (laughs) to get you over the speed bump is exactly the speed that we had to take him without without getting the car to sound like it was about to break in half. (laughs) So like anytime you pull in like a hotel where they have those like bumps. Exactly. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I still can't believe the guy just gave you a car on goodwill, assuming you'd bring it back, not really getting any information from you. Yeah, it was really it was really taking a chance. I I had to talk him into it. You know, I phrased it um, when I contacted him, like, "Hey, we're old muscle car enthusiasts. We got a project together. We're coming to Vegas." I know he was trying to sell this car, uh, and I said, "If you haven't sold it by Saturday, will you rent it to me for a few hours so we can so I can surprise him and take it out?" And I I, gotta, I had to talk him into it for sure, uh, but it. That's not a bad deal. You just rent it out and make a couple hundred bucks. And Exactly. He made a couple hundred bucks. Uh, we had a great time. Everybody was stoked. Except for the... Except for the... We won't mention that we may have accidentally right. He's not going to the podcast, it. is he? <laughs> <laughs> There may or may not be a bump. You'd probably find the, uh, the, the little mishap that we had on... The vehicle, uh, you know, months from now, and hopefully he'll wonder how it happened and not figure, not put two and two together. And well, he kind he, he must have given it a cursory look, right? When you brought it back, like, all right, everything looks good, blah blah blah. Exactly. So you know, he signed off on it then. So uh, legally, I think you're covered. So no yeah, idea about the law. Yeah, you didn't We're, see this uh, guy though. He he looked. Uh, he didn't look like the kind of guy that would uh, take legal action yeah. if there was a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's probably got more. Yeah, he'd he's probably like, call oh, a couple know. of his uh, buddies. Oh, I gotcha. And uh, make a trip out to visit. Yeah. <laughs> a little spalatro action out in the desert. So what were you saying, Edgar? Oh, it, time has gone past. I was going to say, where'd you get your law degree? But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> giving out legal advice to it a, yeah. dozens of listeners. Having known nothing about the law, you're covered. Um, yeah, you're, <laughs> I love when people do that. When people love to give you legal advice, they love to give you medical advice. Oh, you know what that is? You know, or, you know what you need is ginkgo biloba. Yeah, that's going to solve everything. <laughs> but really, how's that going to solve this broken arm? Am I bleeding? It's like sticking right through my skin. Ginkgo biloba. I'm telling you, just, I'm into herbal. Remedies for everything, <laughs> or um, there was uh, like I said, the legal thing is always a good one. Like, oh no, no, they can't do that to you, especially when people tell you things about like. Uh, I love when people like to weigh in on people's work. Oh, your you, your job can't do that to you. You've got a total case against you. You know nothing about the law. All right, you don't even have a job. <laughs> Take it from me, the guy that's been smoking pot on the couch all day. You know, <laughs> dude, you should totally do this. I um I my roommate back in Chicago uh had a friend his dirtbag friend who um came in to our place one time and he's looking around and my roommate had some cool stuff some furniture and he's like what we should do is we should plan like we should just take all your stuff and we should sell it and uh then we tell the cops you were robbed and then it was like this whole big scam it was like and the church companies can never, they can't ever like they'll never know, and they're like, "Oh, really? You know, they'll never know the whole thing." Like I love, like you yeah, know, nobody's We're the first like, people to ever think yeah, of doing never, something like, like this. Exactly. He's like, "We should ride. We'll take your car. We'll take all, and like, and you get all new stuff, and we'll split like you know the money that we made." Like, oh, okay, this is good. Who lit this guy in my house? <laughs> um, so uh, the 
the, the bachelor party, but you did. You could talk about a couple things, right? You did uh, the uh, machine guns. You could talk about that, right? Yep. That then that'll be the last bachelor uh, party item. That, that's that fine. We that's fine. About. But I'm, we, I'm stoked did, about that, though. We uh, we drove the hot rod to the machine gun shooting range. Oh, is it, wait, wait. No, no. Is it, are we talking about? The same thing? No, I'm just kidding. Like, like it's some sort of code again. Oh, right, right. Yeah, the code for <laughs> the machine gun shooting range. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Uh, we had they have a menu at the machine gun shooting range, and we picked out uh, the AK-47. Oh, cool. Uh, the M4. Why? Because you want to be all gangster? Yeah. When's the next time I'm gonna get yeah. to shoot an AK-47? I don't know. About uh, you could probably pick one up outside our house. You <laughs> probably could. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have to go too much further east to to get one. Um, th- it's a good thing that did you notice that the people two doors down moved out. No, I didn't. And that's good. That's really good because you probably could have purchased an or a- maybe uh, gotten an AK forty seven on loan for the people that live two doors down. <laughs> well, they were always with, without hanging a doubt out outside My, their so, house. So you're saying there's a vacancy in the neighborhood? Yeah, that was the <laughs> yeah. time to act. Move in. <laughs> Let's uh, hope it doesn't become filled with squatters. <laughs> um, so we picked the AK-47, the M4 machine gun, which is a popular military machine gun, and the Uzi. Is the M4 the? Uh, is that the the one that they issue you? Is that uh, probably one of them? The guys at the range were saying that that's the one that the the SWAT teams prefer oh, okay. to take out, and I'm sure there's... It uh, seems heavy, right? It looks heavy. It's moving. very heavy, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm glad that we went in the order that we did, because <laughs> the AK-47 is heavy, and it's powerful, and it feels like it's a bit unstable. Like, okay. I started shooting it, and it starts moving around on oh, you, wow. like... Like, it starts... Uh, one the of our, body's like one of our guys shot the ceiling a couple oh, times. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they scolded us and said that that wasn't allowed. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't like shooting the ceiling. So, then we moved to the M4, and that felt like it had the exact same amount of power as the AK-47, but it was... it had surgical precision it was oh, like, wow. doo, 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 like anywhere you wanted to point that th- it was still did they it, have targets that you could yeah shoot at? yeah uh the apparently the in thing with targets these days are the zombies uh, we didn't, we didn't like get in yeah, exa- yeah they were walking they had uh they had a, even had a zombie hitler uh, <laughs> as, as a target that you could pick out that was the funniest one uh so yeah, we're, well, we're like, shooting. Oh, so it. you're looking. So there's there's not these circles around it too, or we had a, a a selection of targets. You know, once one got like riddled with bullets, we'd pull it up and, and send out another one. So we had a couple. Okay. Of, we put had, up the Osama bin Laden one. We had a, right. That's, there's an Osama. It's some, I'm sure that there was pa- an Osama. paper ones. It's all paper, right? It's all it's paper. Like, yeah. So we had a couple standard ones and uh, a couple of, that looked like human bodies. And we even had one that was like uh, a deck of cards, and like I was aiming for a. Jack of Spades at what during one oh, shot, wow. like like yeah. an actual size of a deck of cards. Actually, like, yeah, it was it, um, laid out on a big piece of paper. Oh, and it you was could like, choose which one. To, exactly, that's what. Well, it how like. how would you do? Um, I aim three for of the, clubs. I aim, I aim for the jack. I killed the three of clubs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I didn't win. I didn't even I didn't even get a pair. There was somebody with like three of a kind. Oh, you're playing poker against each other. Yeah. Oh, exactly. that's great. I love it. <laughs> So we should go uh, race the whole Vegas theme into us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so it's Captain Obvious. The, the, 
the M4 was that was like the AK47 only better. Still like hitting you in the shoulder, but uh, wherever you're pointing it, that's exactly where the the bullet was going. Way more accurate. Yeah. Much, yeah, just felt much well, that, more modern. Where did where did your buddy get his bruise? Was that the AK? Probably a combination of the AK and the M4. I came back and I was yeah. joking. I'm like, yeah, anybody bruised here? And he took off his shirt. It was yeah. like, he was completely bruised over yeah. his shoulder blade. It totally. Was like, I was like, oh my god! Like, or I mean, is this called a shoulder blade in the front? If it's in the front, is that a shoulder blade? Or is it shoulder yeah, blade it's in the back? shoulder area? I guess shoulder area. But yeah, he was all just purple and like, holy shit! It just looked painful. And but you know. Um, so go ahead. So you. So then, finally, the third one was the Uzi, uh, which was uh, a bit smaller, and it was amazing to to pick it up and shoot it because it felt so easy. Like you could just pick this thing up and one hand it, uh, and or even take. You could imagine being a gangster and uh like having like a scarface moment with two of these in, in your uh in one in each That's hand, what you should have like, done you should have yeah, grabbed your buddies yeah. just come just... on because you could pick it up and uh just let it rip and it was like like pointed all over the place and it just kept going because you just hold the trigger down and it just keeps firing off bullets i don't know uh five or ten per second so uh that it was a whole lot of fun I've never been to a shooting range. I really want to go. We've been talking about going. Um, There's uh, yeah. the, the best one in LA uh, is right downtown. I mean, we can get there easily. Yeah, I, uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. I fired a rifle once in Montana. I was on my buddy's uh, the, um, his uh, ranch, and him and his father-in-law were were shooting. I just happened to drive up, and I you just happened to be in Montana. No, I was there. We were shooting something. We were shooting a. Um, a thing, but it was a day that he had off. This guy, it's Rich Hall. He was a, in this um, program for the BBC, and I was up there working on it. And I needed something from his ranch, so I just pulled up. And I noticed they were shooting. I just walk over. I'm I'm in the middle of a. I'm just getting something to and head back to the set. And I walk over, and they're like, "Hey, we're shooting rifle. Do you want to try?" I'm like, "Oh, all right. I've never. I think I might have fired a rifle as a kid into like a like a river or something like just once like you know certainly never like more than just like it doesn't stick out my memory so i'm like okay i'm gonna try this thing you know whatever and they're like and i feel my hand like moving around i'm trying to get the viewfinder right i don't know what happened but all of a sudden it's like boom and i i fucking oh explode a beer bottle and i and i was like like it must have been like a football like half a football field away at least you know because i'm looking through the scope and i'm like i'm done because i'm like you know i'm not gonna get a better shot than that ever so it's like i'm 100 percent when it comes to sniper shooting like uh, like the first of all the, the father-in-law is like what do you do this is this your career what do you do like all of a sudden he's all into it i'm like if he would have just known that prior to that my hands like moving around like is this is this right uh, and oh fuck you know but it was it definitely wasn't like steady like you breathe you know like they say like and you breathe, and you put. I was like, all right, where, where the fuck? Why can't I hold right, this? It's hard, hard to keep. Uh, it's really hard. Your hand that's aiming the tip of the gun uh, still. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Yeah, you wa- waving around. Yeah. So with the Uzi, how many? What do you got? How many shots you get? Uh, I I think we had uh, a couple hundred for everybody. There were four of us, so I I got like four, forty or fifty. Well, do you have a clip, or how's it work? Yeah, it had it had a clip in it. Yeah, so you put a clip. Everyone has got one clip. Yeah, yeah. But like, how fast? Because it, it strikes me as like that's oh, yeah. over in like two seconds. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could you could rip off fifty rounds in yeah less than ten seconds. So oh, we were wow. kind of going in bursts. Like, does it get hot? The gun? 
Yeah, it got warm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I, I think this is the manliest conversation we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, exactly. We need to demand this shit up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, uh, that's cool. So you know, we won't ask you any more about the. So you basically had a very manly weekend. How about the food? Did you eat some good food out there? Yeah, we had to eat some red meat. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've been to Mastro's, which was probably my best food experience in uh, in Vegas. But I. I've never really done Vegas before that. Like, I've never done like, oh, let's go get some amazing food. I've had, I've eaten at restaurants, but they were never like spectacular. They're always in like, you know, I hit a lot of buffets, and then I hit a couple of nice restaurants here and there with my buddies, but never in a situation where, like, I walked away from Mastro's going, "Fuck, that was a really good fucking piece of meat." But of course, you pay for it. You know? Yeah, the there's actually um, a couple dozen amazing steakhouses in Vegas. Uh, there's one in each hotel and and then some uh so it's tough to find the perfect place to go cuz a bunch of them are really highly rated and it turns out um you can kind of pick uh what you want to go for like there's one steakhouse called Carnavino and they have the most uh aged steaks so oh. they have steaks that are aged like 2 or 3 months jesus uh which I'd, I don't know how you do that. How do you, a, how do you age a steak I don't know so either. that it doesn't go bad? Like don't you can't, you, don't they, I'm, I'm, I'm you being can't just like of, put it be, in your refrigerator for I'm, two months. I might be wrong <laughs> about this, but don't don't they scrape something off on them, or is there like a process? Uh, there's, yeah, I, what, I don't know. Do, how do you do it? How do you? I remember asking somebody once about that because I I, was, I get kind of grossed out about food poisoning. Once you've had food poisoning, like you'll never forget it. You know, so it's like. Um, you know, I, I was. I'm always like, eh, it's kind of skewed by that. But you're right. There's something about when they, when they, when I was first started going to like nice steakhouses. When you're, you know, like, you know, in your early 20s, and you're like going with your buddies. You know, like, oh, let's actually go pay for some meat. And you go in there, and they start talking about how these things have been sitting in the back for two two weeks or whatever. You're like, what the fuck? Give me something fresh. You know what I mean? Your mind isn't wrapped around it the right way. Right? You know? How do you how do you kill a cow and then keep the meat? How does it still stay red for for two months? What are they? Where yeah, are they keeping it? What's going on with the? <laughs> is this conspiracy? So wait, when you got that legal degree, they didn't teach you about age staking. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I had to choose one or the other. I was, I was like le, legal or stake aging. That would be a good. You know, that'd be a good uh, uh, thing to look up if we could look up something right now. <laughs> Um, uh, do we have a do we have a thing? Yeah, a I've computer. Got a thing. Okay, yeah. he's gonna look up. Um, so uh, Edgar, in the meantime, you've got a bachelor you got a bachelor party to to plan, I guess. Yeah, my brother got engaged and asked me to plan his bachelor party, and I guess he wants to do Vegas as well. Um, it's gonna be kind of hard for me though because we don't even live in the same city. I mean, he's back in Texas, I live in LA, and the other problem is I've only been to one other bachelor party in my life. And I blacked out during that thing. I, uh, if you guys want to hear the story, were you the, oh, strip- yeah. were you the stripper? Of course, we want to hear the story. <laughs> so I, I had been, uh, I was in New York City that summer. It was in the summertime, and it was my cousin's husband who was getting married, and he invited me to my cousin's fiance was getting married. He invited me to his bachelor party, which was the day I was flying back to Texas. And so I'd eaten in the morning. You know, got to the airport pretty pretty early, hung around the airports, long plane ride, get home, it's like, you know, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and I haven't eaten since like 8 a.m. New York time. And uh, my parents are picking me up from the airport, they're like, hey, 
are you going to go to this bachelor party tonight? I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I think I just want to go home and, like, go to bed or whatever. Like, no, no, you should, you should go. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, literally, we get home. My brother's already in the driveway getting into his car. They're like, just, ju- just jump in his car and go. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll go. I mean, <laughs> so we get to the bachelor party. And I assume that since he's Russian and all of our family and friends are Russian, that there's going to be a lot of food because that's what Russian parties are like. There wasn't a lot of food. It was chicken wings. That's all they had. It's because guys were in charge of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah give some wings. Yeah, yeah we'd yeah, be cool. Like, yeah. Yeah, here, we, got, we found uh, a, tr- a tray. Tray of them. Yeah. Tray of wings. So Here's I look at the old <laughs> steak. I, I, I just look. <laughs> I look at the table, and all I see are chicken wings and bottles of vodka. And I'm like, okay. Wings. Whatever. So I mean, the wings, and guys are going up and. We're still in his house. We haven't done anything yet. We're just in his house eating and drinking, like pre-gaming, essentially. And we're all making speeches, and we're taking shots after every speech. And at a certain point, it was my third shot. I remember this clearly. Empty stomach. Empty stomach. I'm holding the shot in my hand. My cousin is sitting directly across the table from me. And he knew, you know, the whole situation. He goes, hey, maybe you should uh, slow down on the drinking. And I said to him, maybe you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I took my shot, blacked out. <laughs> Probably he punched you when, right when you were doing the shot. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow, I blacked out right after that. His story is, I punched him in the fucking face. <laughs> so, so yeah, my one bachelor party experience, I don't remember all the fun stuff that happened. Because I was blacked out. You wake up, you were handcuffed to... <laughs> I was in Japan. I was, I was in some in restaurants <laughs> eating Ethiopian food. I was in shackles. Yeah, yeah, you did some karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, wear these panties? <laughs> did the other guys from the bachelor party uh, tell you what you did for the rest of the night? What were you a lot of fun? Um, or did you just go to sleep blackout? Like you just like no, I uh, no, I made an ass of myself. <laughs> no, no. Um, at a certain point, um, I was like up around and doing stuff like. I just, which I don't remember. And then at a certain point, I did, I did just fall asleep, I think. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. I, uh... So, yeah, what I'm trying to say is, I've been to bachelor parties, don't know really what happens. I, uh... It's the best kind of bachelor party. Yeah. Maybe you, you, there should definitely be parts that you don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You just you see it. the picture on your iPhone. Like, yeah. how, where was that? Oh man, thank God remember. this was before the time of like iPhones oh, yeah, yeah. and Facebook. And- Shit would have been on the internet, but you know, by the time you know you hit the ground, <laughs> I um I have been to a lot of bachelor parties. Uh, as a comic, you're you know you're doing a lot of traveling, and usually these small towns that own you know the owner of the comedy club either owns the local strip club too or knows the local strip club owner so there's always that element where you're like they're always thinking like hey let's get the comics out to the strip club this will be fun and you just kind of get old in that situation after a while it just becomes it's not those situations are really that fun for me because you start to get like you once you start knowing strippers and like meeting them and talking to them you you kind of feel like you know i mean some of them are into it for the right reasons like you know because their parents abuse them but uh 
<laughs> but uh, a lot of them are just, you know, they're victims of circumstances, or, you know, whatever. They're not that bright a lot of times, and, you know, and it just always kind of skeeves me out a little bit. You know, I, I, I love naked women. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love naked women. But sometimes, you know, you know, it's those situations creep me out a little bit, especially when the owner's like, hey, when they like do the whole, like, hey, uh, uh, Sapphire, come over here and uh, dance, for, dance for John over here. No, that's okay, Sapphire. You don't have to do that, really. <laughs> you know, because I always wind up sitting there talking to him anyway, like, look, I'll just go, look, man, you know, I'm not into this, you know, and, and you know, and uh, I met some really cool strippers out here, actually. I was at the, I was taken to the crazy, was it Crazy Girls? And uh, um, my buddies all went off, you know. No idea what you're talking yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> my buddies all went off into, like, a separate room or whatever, and I was left by myself. By the end of the night, I'm in the back in the uh, in the alley uh, with the strippers as they're all smoking cigarettes and just chilling out, talking to these girls, and they're all like, oh, he's really cool. And, they, and like, the bouncer didn't want me going back there, and the girl's like, ah, he's fine or whatever. So I'm, it's like I was one of those guys, like, just, like, chilling out there with the girls, and I'm thinking, you know, but then, of course, like, idiot me, I'm going, hey, you know, maybe she really likes me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and I'm thinking, well, maybe this is the fucking scam, you know? Oh, we get them into the alley, and then we get the ones that think that they're... That should be a whole niche maybe. is to get the guy that's like, oh, I'm not part of this. I'm too... I, I'm above this fucking shit and they're like yeah right you sure you are yeah you yeah. are yeah you know you um, should uh, you should have bragged to her about how you dry age meat by hanging it in a controlled closely watched refrigerated environment oh so it is refrigerated yeah between 36 degrees and freezing oh so like, way like, more colder than a normal fridge kind of situation. yeah if they said if okay. it's if it's too warm and spoils if if you freeze it then it's frozen so it's really really kind of a delicate procedure yeah and uh about 20 days i think is what they recommend if you do it by yourself. Okay. Oh, yeah. please don't do it by yourself. I don't want to eat any meat. You just walk into the hang. bathroom. There's, there's a one. meat hanging from the shower curtain. <laughs> so, um, it's uh, my aging project. You know, we have had a pig, a whole pig in the bathtub. That's right, we did. I was there. I was there yep. for the pig barbecue. Yep. Yeah. I um, another manly thing we've done. Very, exactly. <laughs> eat, eating meat off a spit and, uh, but. Uh, the other bachelor party experiences I could think of, let's see, I got, um, I planned one. I've, I've actually been the best man three times. And, uh, a more like adequate man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Those improv classes paying off, uh, paying dividends. Yeah, that's great. Um, wow. You should call the UCB and get your refund. Uh, so, um, uh, so I was in, uh, uh, I, I planned this bachelor party. The you can't get one, a refund if your check bounces. Yeah, there you go. The uh, the coolest one I uh, I planned was uh, had a suite at uh, a hotel in the, near the somewhere in, in Chicago, I think near the airport. And um, what I did was I had cabs and everything waiting. Of course, we had some entertainment, but uh, some 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 girls stopped by just for to talk, read the Bible that's in the hotel room. <laughs> uh, and uh, but beyond that, what we did was we went and played. Uh, uh, whirly ball. Do you guys know what whirly ball is? I played oh. whirly ball once, maybe twice. Uh, I don't want to say it was like with my Boy Scout troop. It was like some extracurricular activity <laughs> that, that we went creepy. to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it was with the Boy Scout troop. Or, it was uh, just last uh, year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was wondering where that merit badge and... <laughs> came from first yeah, place I, I didn't rec- ball. yeah i didn't recognize that that symbol on the on the merit badge it's part but, of getting your wee blow uh, uh yeah, no um, yeah wee blow that's always that was always yeah. great yeah you know can they come uh, up with something else that sounds a little more gay possibly um, uh, 
It, I think I was in middle school, so I must have been uh, like between ten and twelve. And you, you, it's like you're riding around on bumper cars, and you have you have like a trackball scoop. Yeah, and it's you've got a a really lightweight plastic ball with holes in it, right? So yeah, it's like a, a huge wiffle ball. Yeah, a trackball, I think, is what it, I, I don't know if that's exactly what they use for trackball, but I, I'm assuming it probably is. So yeah, and you're able to throw it out of your. Uh, Apparatus and what do you have to hit? I don't know. No, you've got this. Is what you got? You've got five people on each side. Um, you've got like red cars versus yellow cars or something like that. So um, you've got teams and you can pass the, the the ball to them. And you're basically it looks like a, a large uh, basketball court. And even at the end, it looks like a basketball net. Except imagine like there's no net, but the area you know there's usually like a square in the middle of a basketball net. Yeah. imagine that area where like you know you do like a layup you're supposed to put it in the square you know that kind of thing when you're a kid so uh imagine that square is just a mesh like in the middle there's a square mesh and that's where the, the you know once you hit that it's kind of like a cocky goal or like eh, you know like there's a there's a counter on it and um so it just hits that and bounces off yeah and then you you know and then you you go the other team has to take the ball or and and start Again, and it is great because you'd be like you're driving along, and you could you really could get some velocity and just fucking smash into people as they're right about to throw. Like if they don't see you come from behind and they got the trackball scoop, they're looking for somebody to get open and they're ready to toss it. There's nothing better than see that motherfucker just whoa and like they go forward, the ball just like lands. And um, uh, there was a guy that got hit so hard. He was this gigantic guy. He got hit so hard he actually went up and somehow his belt broke or he didn't have it. Maybe he didn't put it on all the way because he's kind of big and he didn't want to like say, hey, I can, can put the thing on. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that's how he talked. Uh, fucking asshole. Uh, I hate that guy. No, I don't even know who he was. Um, so, but he got hit so hard, he actually went up straight and came down flat right on the fucking uh, the front of the, the whirly ball thing. And almost, and I'm like, you know, it's a bumper car thing. I'm like, is the floor electric? Like, you know, I'm sort of freaking out. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen to this guy if he hits the floor, you know? And I didn't know if like, if it's safe to walk on the floor when it's going, I don't know. And but um, um, I, I just remember that was humorous though when he did get hit that hard, where he literally popped up out of his car and you know and fell down. That was a fun time, and I always enjoy like extra stuff. Like my bachelor party was really tame, or at least the one that my uh, my ex wife knew I had, um, <laughs> which was uh, it was just a poker tournament, which was a lot of fun. We had it at the studio and. Uh, and everybody had a blast. And it was funny because it's funny because you get these like this is the weird part about bachelor parties is you get the like the married guys that are there. They're the ones that are the fucking creepiest. Like they're all the ones like we're the hookers, we're the fucking we're the strippers, and we're the like, hey relax, Jesus, aren't you the one that you have a, a like someone to go home to? What the fuck's wrong with you? No, we gotta like those guys when they're away from their wives and kids, they go fucking crazy. You know, whereas like normal guys, like younger guys or whatever, like eh, you know, they're, they're every day is like a bachelor party to them. You know, it's like oh, you know, I go out and get drunk. <laughs> you know, every weekend, like I go out and get drunk. I you know, I do something stupid with a bunch of guys, and then you know, if what we can go to a strip club or whatever. You know, and with these guys, just turn the the creep level up. I remember I went to a bachelor party. I didn't even want to go. I went to a bachelor party of a, a, a friend of mine. It was a friend, more of a friend of my wife's. It was her friend's husband. And she's like, well, you're going to the bachelor party. And, you know, you got to go. They want you there. And I'm like, I don't really want to go to this thing. And they want you there. So I go. And uh, and um, and in the middle of it, like, the girl's doing her thing. And uh, all of a sudden, it's like, uh, uh, it's a, there's a stripper at this bar or something. All of a sudden, it's got this, like, this real, like, like uh like you know it's, we're we're having a good time it's it's fun and i'm thinking like okay 
you know, there's nothing really bad going on here. But the guys start, like I said, we're turning up the creep factor. And they're like, hey, we talked to the girl. And she's willing to meet us later to go do What the fuck? Like, no. I don't want to meet. What? What do you mean meet us later? She did a little show. That was it. No. It's pretty tame or whatever the deal was. You know, but they're all like, yeah, we could. she's going to meet us. Well, this is the deal. She's got two more shows. And then we're going to go meet her after, like, after two more shows? What the fuck? Like, I'm a, what, like, 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 what are you thinking? You know? And, um, and. Is she even going to take a shower? What the fuck? <laughs> like, and, uh, and, and, and the funny part about it was like uh, um, the part that happened, the part that I saw, the, the one with the bachelor, who was kind of a – he's a shy guy. He was like, you know, oh, you know, he's just kind of a meek guy. He was, he's not certainly not that hooting, hollering, like, woo, take it off, baby. Let's see it. Like, oh. You know, never one of those guys. Just kind of mild-mannered. Well, I go home. I'm, I'm sleeping. It's like 3 in the morning. All of a sudden, our phone rings. And – he fucking it's 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 this woman who's he's getting married to and she's talking to my she's talking to my wife and like well no john said it was fine i'm like oh oh no 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 and he's like she's like oh no i'm sure no 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 because he would have told me and like hold on a second john um and i'm like what what you know three in the morning but i already i'm wide awake because i already know what's about to happen right i'm like the motherfucker he told her and he's like did did did, did the girl get naked at the thing? And did, did she do whatever? And, and I was like, honestly, it was tame. Nothing happened. He didn't remove any clothing. It was just a fucking bachelor. What? But what do you mean? It was like, what? You don't do that kind of like, like what did you think a bachelor party was like you made me go to this thing. i didn't even want to go and like and then all of a sudden it's like dude what the fuck you told you and they're literally like oh we're gonna call off the wedding like the, you know like she's so upset she wants to call off the wedding and we're flying to washington dc for this shit i've got tickets already and it's like are you kidding me we're gonna what this is all blown because of this bullshit i'm like and i i ain't even said like you shouldn't be worried about this guy you should be worried about those fucking other guys you know, <laughs> that like i'm married to your friends you know those are the guys that are creeps, you know? It's not this guy. This guy was nothing. He was a victim of circumstances. He was just there and just sitting in the chair, you know, whatever, you know, being all embarrassed. And, you know, he did uh, literally did almost nothing wrong. It was, it was typical bachelor party stuff. It was, it was more like trying to embarrass the guy. But I couldn't believe, first of all, that he went and told her. Because, of course, if you know that that's how she's going to react, you, you know her, you're getting married to her. There's no reason you should have done that. And it really it went all the way up into the wedding where everyone was still talking about it. They're like, okay, we're going to be at the wedding. No one talks about it. how are we not going to fucking talk about it at the wedding are you kidding me it's the next time i'm gonna see all these guys i'm gonna be like what the fuck was that you know <laughs> i get a call at three in the morning and i'm sitting in and then the, now she's going well, what does john mean by tame like what is his like now i gotta worry about every time he says something's tame you know and it's like it really was no big deal that lion at the zoo sure is tame what the fuck does that mean john <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes guys get a little, and it's, I always find out it's the married guys that are really the ones that fucking lay on the creep, you know? And it's, and I think it's this, like, they, they're, they're thinking like, oh, I'm never going to get, I'm never going to have this opportunity or whatever the deal is. It's like, Jesus, is your life that pathetic? But I don't Yes. Know. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, actually it is. Yeah. Um, I was up in, uh, Appleton, Wisconsin once. Stop bragging about it already. Yeah, like, I'm always, I know, Appleton, I actually had a great joke about appleton wisconsin um i would do the there's all these one-way streets in appleton uh and so i'd get on stage and uh i go so i was driving down your um town today i was driving down 
I was going on this. I wanted to go over there. And I point to the distance, and I start heading off in a straight line. And there's all these one-way streets downtown. And uh, so I start. I make a right. I'm like, oh shit! I wanted to go down. Oh, and I, I find myself like going farther and farther away, doing this like little maze away from my target where I wanted to go. And then I turn to the audience. I go, Jesus Christ! The greatest escape trick Houdini ever did was getting the fuck out of this town. And uh, oh, thanks. Got nothing. Great. Uh, <laughs> thanks, was guys. he ever in that town? Yeah, he was born there. That's where he's from. You, you missed the. We missed that in the introduction. All oh, right, but if I told you Houdini lived there, and then I tell the joke, then like it's not funny anymore. No, that probably no, would. That would have been a good funny. setup. Okay, be, hold be on. like I would have been in the hometown of Harry Houdini, and they've got these terrible streets. And I said the okay. biggest trick you ever did was get the hell out of this town. All right. Well, all right. Maybe I should have prepped it. Well, up there, I guess you know it's a local joke, so they know. All right. So our, we'll cut and splice this. Okay. Good. So yeah, let's do this. So I was. Uh, so uh, Houdini got out of Appleton. <laughs> Uh, and that's the joke. <laughs> he, got, he grew up and left. Um, Let me tell you some jokes about Tulsa that go great in Tulsa. All right, I was in Appleton, fucking Wisconsin. All right, so uh, at the end of the night, um, I was going, or no, it might have been Green Bay. One of those two, they're nearby each other. So one of those two, I was in Green Bay. So we went to this uh, this comic, and I were out all night drinking. So we went to this like Denny's type of place, and we're sitting there and um, just trying to sober up. And all of a sudden, these girls walk in, and they're obviously strippers. And they sit in the booth behind us. Well, then the owner of the comedy club walks in. And he's like, hey, how you doing, guys? And he sits down next to us. And um, he mentions something like, oh, you've been out to the whatever club? I can't remember the name of the strip club in, in Green Bay. And we're like, no. And these girls turn around like, did you say the whatever club? We danced there. And really? And he's like, why don't you come sit with my comics? You know? And I'm like, oh, fuck, here it comes. And this is like one of the first times I ever actually met strippers and talked to them. And so they sit down with us, and he buys, you know, the owner buys us all breakfast, and, uh, and then he fucks off. He's thinking, like, he just set us up, you know? You know, he knows that all we have to do there is, is sleep, you know, we, until the show that next night. So, you know, they just got off work. We just got off work. Um, so we're talking to these, uh, uh, these, these girls, and I start asking every stripper question I've ever wanted to ask in my life. All of it. Like, what do you do when you're on your period? What do you, like, I don't care. You know, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to ever meet these girls again. And, by the way, they talk. Um, so, like, you know, I'm asking them. <laughs> sorry. That's the truth. Um, so, um, uh, I'm asking them all these questions. Do you ever get turned on? Do you ever get, like, and you just kind of get a real insight into these girls. And, and then I was like, hey, so, um, you shave your pussy? And this one girl goes, yeah, I, I, I see. And, and the other comic I was with was married. He's like, oh, fuck, I gotta, I need to go home. I just gotta, this, 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 this. he's like, I just can't be here. You know, he's, he's not gonna do anything with these girls. He's just more like, just now he's like, oh, like, kind of, he's acting like he's all like, oh, my God, you're like, I'm getting all worked up into a lather. I gotta get out of here. You, you know? you're, you're basically being Howard Stern at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. pretty much. But then, then, like, he starts getting embarrassed and, uh, and, and she thinks it's funny and she stands up on this, uh, on like the, the, um, the booth. And she just screams to everybody there. And this is a town where it's really small. Like there's one, like this huge paper mill or this paper factory that employs like the entire town. Thank God it wasn't a rendering factory. It wasn't a rendering (laughs) factory. People are are moving, like people are there and they're on their way to the work shift that morning. They're going to work. So there's all like normal people and us. So she stands up on on the thing and goes... Hey, she goes, I don't care. I'll tell everybody. Hey, everybody! <laughs> I shaved my pussy! <laughs> and this guy fucking loses it, right? He falls on the floor. He's under the table. I think out of embarrassment, but maybe to look. But uh, <laughs> verify. And um, at the end of it, I just she sits back down, and, I go, and then she pulls out a cigarette back when you can smoke it. And I turn, and I go, then she pulled out a cigarette, folks. Blew my whole image of her. <laughs> and, uh, but that's, that's my Appleton story. 
That was nice. great. I yeah. mean, uh, we definitely have a lot of feedback on that story if you decide to do it on stage again. Uh, first piece of feedback, mention that Harry Houdini was born there. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the punchline doesn't work. I just figured you guys might have been able to figure that out, that uh, Harry Houdini was born in Appleton. It's kind of self-explanatory. You Clearly, know. because Aaron's got a velvet Houdini on his wall. No, wait, that's E.T. <laughs> he does have a velvet uh, E.T. with Pretty the, uncommon item. He, yeah, why is he wearing... Uh, he's wearing he's a St. Wearing Louis... St. Louis Cardinals jersey. <laughs> and a St. Louis hat. Yep. And uh, the movie takes place in L.A., I believe. Yes, it does. I, I you know anything about that? I, I know nothing about the uh, St. Louis Cardinals... Uh, element to the artwork but i've always wanted a velvet elvis uh which, and i which those are popular enough that i believe weird al made a song called velvet elvis oh i didn't know that but yeah. way to go did you know that uh houdini was born in Appleton? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea no idea didn't know until you 10 should... minutes ago when edgar told me <laughs> <laughs> To explain a really terrible joke. Oh, fuck. It wasn't terrible. It's actually a great uh, joke. So I was uh, I went to the Pasadena flea market, which is at the Rose Bowl. This is maybe, uh, I guess it was like two years ago. During the game? No, it's not during the game. They just do it once a month on Sunday morning. I think that's yeah, it's the only time I've gone. Uh, I thought that this flea market would have like... Lots of power tools and... Uh, maybe an AK-47. Right, maybe an AK-47. <laughs> Turns out it's all antiques and knickknacks and it's not not very manly at all. No. But uh, I did spot this Velvet E.T. and I thought, this is kind of like the Velvet Elvis that I wanted, only better. <laughs> So I had to have it. I have no idea why he's wearing St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> wear. <laughs> but we, I we should, still we like should take it. a picture of this and put it up on the website. Yeah, yeah, People okay. have to see this. That is pretty funny. I, I've never really looked at it before. I remember taking inventory of it once and being like, what? Then you got your gold record, right? The gold record's in the bathroom. Yep. I always Since before... I ever had a gold record, and before I knew I was going to get one, I thought, if I ever have a gold record, it's going in my bathroom. It just feels like the perfect place. And if you got a platinum record, you put it right above your bed instead of a mirror. Oh, I, I had not thought of that. That's And then when you have an earthquake, it just fucking yeah, comes down. It just <laughs> crash on you. Just the, the round disc of platinum bits. metal falling on your face. Is it actually platinum or is it just spray painted? I don't know how that works. No, I it's, doubt it's yeah, platinum. It's <laughs> silver. <laughs> Otherwise, people would be stealing gold. Silver spray paint. That, that's a shame. All right, so we're at uh, 58 minutes, so maybe we should start wrapping it up. Um, Wrap it up, B. Where are you going? So you're taking off, you're going on tour now. We need one of those lights. What's like, that? Like they, uh, like they had on the Chappelle show. During that episode where uh, the wrap it up light, okay. where uh, it starts with um, the the judge is sentencing the mm-hmm. criminal, like, due to your horrible crimes and violent activity, you're going to be sentenced. And then you see him, like, hitting the light, like, 
wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> You're talking too long. And then, then they cut to the scene where like Dave Chappelle's in bed with his wife, and he's like, uh, "I am giving it to you so good, but like you've never had anything like." And then she turns she, over, she, and, like <laughs> next to the pillow is the light. Like she turns it on, wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, where are you going now on tour? Uh, I'm going to Pittsburgh, uh, but on Ooh. the way, I'm going to stop in Detroit and hang out with my mom. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, so we start in Pittsburgh, and then we kind of flip-flop all over the U.S., finish in uh, You're from Detroit, uh, but you don't follow Albany. the Tigers. Um, a little bit. I'm a Fairweather fan, you yeah. see. Uh, I was uh, I was actually a fan in the 80s because I was uh, like six, eight years old. They, that's when they went to the World Series twice, yeah. and my great uncle would take me to games. Um, he was an adequate uncle. <laughs> callback. We should have a callback you, yeah, noise. We should have a, yeah. Oh, we should have a we callback have noise. noise. Just be a toilet flushing. <laughs> Uh, then I didn't pay attention to sports, uh, especially not Detroit sports, for a really long time. And the last couple of years, the Tigers have been doing all right. Uh, went the Lions to a, were doing all right, too. The, oh, yeah. I'm a complete <laughs> uh, Fairweather fan of the Lions. They, they became a big fan last season when they finally started winning. Um, I went to a Detroit game uh, last year. And now I have uh, some Detroit Tigers wear, so I can, you know, show my support. And uh, I'll uh, I'll see what see what they do this season. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it should be a good year for them. Hopefully, the Bears will do something. Um, the Cubs are in the toilet. Um, typical Cubs. Isn't that year. typical? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like do they ever our opening, our, our, do like they ever pitching, do well? Our, well, starting pitching is lights out, and then the the I get I can't tell you how many times this season the the closer has come in and like like for instance the game two days ago he walks three people in a row then there was an error and it's just you know the the opening pitcher goes eight innings you know is, is a shutout you know uh three zero and then he winds up losing the game it's just so sad you know what i mean it's just like one of those things like really um or he does a no decision yeah i've got like so I think the Cubs, the thing about the Cubs are they usually play really well and then they go, they take a shit. So it's like, you know, at least they string you along all season. This season is just awful. Even though they've been playing well, they've got a lot of problems. And I don't know, it's going to be a long baseball season for me. Maybe I should get on this Dodger bandwagon, seeing as how the stadium's only like, you know, 10 minutes away from here. Yeah, and Dodgers games are awesome. I've only been to one, but I sure did have a great time. Yeah, but I mean, the Dodgers fans just. Didn't I go with you? Yeah, we went together. Yeah, yeah we took. Uh, your crew members from the they were off tour or something That's like right. that. They're all sitting around, and, uh, and we need to go again sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And by again, I mean I need to go for the first time. You've never been to a Dodger game. Oh yeah, I've never been to a baseball game. Oh Are you my joking? god, really? No. Oh okay, I thought you were joking. Did no. I tell no, you I'm about the? I, um, I, I went to an Angels game two nights ago. First Angels game I've been to. Oh, that was a good with one to go to. Four flight attendants from Holland. Hold on, talk slower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the end of the game, uh, they they don't know anything about baseball, and we were explaining how the game works and the basics of uh, how, what was. Why does going. he go home? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't stay around. <laughs> uh, Is that a and it Holland wasn't accent? until the uh, 
the end of the game that I realized what uh, most of the rest of the stadium had already realized is that it was about to be a no-hitter. Uh, and then it was. The, the pitcher uh, threw the last pitch. The stadium went nuts, and uh, they had big announcements on the uh, giant jumbotron, and the, the pitcher was like, he had a huge smile. He was kind of crying. They got his parents and his wife out there, and they were all talking. And we were trying to explain the magnitude uh, to these flight attendants from Holland, and we were saying, this it's, it's a no-hitter. It means that uh, they never even got on a, on a base. It's a big deal. And they're like, oh, oh that, that, that's nice. Oh, yeah. And then we, could, we were saying, this is the ninth time this has ever happened in Angel's history. Oh, good, good job. <laughs> <laughs> this would be like if, if a guy had sex with four flight attendants right now. This would be that amazing. <laughs> that is funny. Like, oh, good job. Yeah, completely with no frame of reference. It's like us with soccer. Oh, it was uh, they they beat them one nil. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh man, what kicked man? It through, kicked it into the net. Yeah, kicked oh, in the net. Job. Oh, <laughs> okay. After after doing nothing, one nil, the nail biter. Uh, yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, that, that that was a pretty great game. In fact, other people are talking about that. It was against the Twins, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, it I, was. I have a buddy that works at the Silver Lake Winery, and he's a huge Twins fan, and he just like, you just saw it in his face. Like uh, he's having a bad year too this year, um, and. Uh, well, being a being a fair weather Rangers fan, I'm having a great year. <laughs> Are they doing well? Yeah, I think they're one of the best teams in the in Major League Baseball right now. Oh, that's cool. They, they I think they said they're the most complete team right now. Um, and yeah, I've we'll actually have to get out to a game. Uh, I want to go to an Angels game. I've never been to. I've been to Dodgers. How many, how many stadiums you've been to? Have you do you ever get a chance to do that when you're on the road? Um, occasionally when we have an off day and it coincides with a sporting event uh i actually went to a baseball game in J- in tokyo oh really what which was, that was like? so cool the the we had seats really high up and this stadium was so the rake was so high like the the steps were so steep oh, so wow. we're looking over uh people in front of us all the way down to the field and the best part but the about, perspective was still pretty cool right you could still oh see yeah you could yeah. see everything uh the best part of the game for me was that there were little uh, Japanese ladies walking around uh, with kegs as backpacks. Walking around with panties. In the- <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> along with your beer. Uh, now they, had, um, they had beer in these little uh, backpack kegs as well as some sort of like hard lemonade. Oh, wow. And when you got the hard lemonade, they had a little fanny pack with uh, perfectly formed ice cubes that they get out, put in a glass for you, and then fill it up with lemonade. And uh, they had all these crazy chants that everybody in the crowd would do and we were trying to chant along and you know English words that we thought sounded similar they were like chanting in Japanese uh it was a great time but i've been to uh Wrigley Field um I've seen a Red Wings game, but that was actually Tiger on tour, Stadium, obviously. right? Old uh, Tiger Stadium, right? the Old Tiger Stadium and New Tiger Stadium. I don't know if I've been to. Uh, I don't know if I've been to the old one. I've been to the new one, Tiger Stadium. I've been to Wrigley, San Diego, yeah. uh, Comiskey, obviously, or whatever it's called now, U.S. Cellular. Um, 
let's see, Milwaukee. You been to Milwaukee? You been there? I have not been to Milwaukee. That's a nice stadium. Um, where else? I'm trying to remember. I heard Harry Houdini escape from that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yeah, we definitely need to hit up a game. There was something I was going to say, too. You were talking about... Um, oh, I went to go see the Cubs play. What It was really weird. The Montreal Expos, right before they became the Washington Nationals, the year before that, they were trying to find out other ways to kind of get people excited about the Montreal Expos. So they would play like a bunch of games in Puerto Rico. And I went to go see the Cubs play in Puerto Rico. The Cubs play the Montreal Expos in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and we, we, had, we went there for three days was, uh, with Steve Albini and a bunch of the guys from the studio. And we went down there for three days. And every day we got better seats. You know, I had arranged all this. So the first day, we're sitting on the bleachers. It was cool because it was the year of, one of the years of Sammy Sosa. So you're out there and it's just, he's just dinging him into the, he's just having a blast, just hitting him into the, uh, into the, the bleachers out there, probably with that cork bat that he got caught with, but still. Um, he, it was just a lot of fun. And then the next day, oh, and also we went to the casino that night and the Cubs are there. At this casino, and they're all just like hanging out because they're kind of normal people down there. You know, they're not super recognizable, or you know, and they kind of were at this private casino. We were like, "Oh, wait, you mean nine guys who are hopped up on steroids and white, <laughs> walking around Puerto Rico doesn't stand out?" <laughs> I know this is going to be a shock to you, but they actually have more than nine guys because they can substitute. Uh, yeah, I'm not really play. sure how many players baseball teams have, <laughs> but it, yeah, no, you're right. But it was kind of cool to see all these guys, and then um, the, you know, I was talking to them all, to, like, talking to Kyle Farnsworth, asking about when he threw that one guy on the ground. After he rushed him on the on the on the pitcher's mound. I'm like, hey, come on, that really felt good. Didn't he? He's like, fuck yeah, are you kidding me? That was awesome. <laughs> Fucking Joe Borowski's over there dipping. He's he's, he's spitting his tobacco in a little cup. Um, all the guys were looking at their fantasy ba- or fantasy football teams because it was it, Monday Night Football had just started. Um, so that was the first day we were in the ba- the uh, bleachers. Second day we were in the um, like in the in the grandstand area, like in, up and above, like in the. In the in the grandstand area, and the third day we had box seats, and uh, Steve Albini actually caught a foul ball, and I was about to catch it with my hand. Steve had his mitt with him, uh, so but there was this, this ball got hit, and uh, I will never forget. He's like, "I got it," and like I backed off, like it was like he was playing, and everyone kind of like backed off, like all right. And I get this phone call on my cell, and it's this guy in Chicago. Goes, did Steve Albini just catch a fucking baseball? And like, I'm like, yeah, he actually did. It was really cool. And um, and that's how he got a sad card. And that's how, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, um, the one thing you reminded me of is they would come around with like these kegs or something that would shoot like um, margaritas into your cup, and it was the same kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they had like uh, empty paint bottle paint buckets that were filled with bo- like ice and beers. And I kept saying like, "When's the last call?" And they're like. Last call? What are you? What are you talking about? There's, it's always there's no last call. It was like fuck yeah, there isn't. You know, like there was none of this like seventh inning. We cut them off. They had no concept of that. They're like, what? No, you, you stay yeah. or keep drinking if you want. Yeah. Um, but no, it was really fun, and I got to go down on the the field on the last day. Um, I don't even know why, because we were American. I don't know. We went down there. They were having like some sort of picture day, you know, some promotion, and they somehow just let us onto the field, and um, or I talked my way into it or something. And we were ro- walking around. I remember meeting up with, um, oh, shit, what was his name? Rocky um, something. He was on my fantasy baseball team, and he was doing really shitty at the time. 
and Rocky Biddle, I think his name was. And um, I I met him, and, and I go, uh, "Hey, you're on my fantasy team." He's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." Man. <laughs> He's like, "I'm so sorry." And then this guy's like, one of the other players is like, "You got him on your team? What the fuck? What's wrong with you, man?" I'm like, "I know. Can you give me a win? What's going on here?" And he's like, "I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm going to pull it together. Don't worry." And it was just this great moment where I actually got to talk to one of the guys on my team, like I was the actual manager. All right, all right come on, go out there and get him, guys. Um, but no, that was a really, really fun trip, and um, and yeah, we'll have to hit a baseball game. We're all right. I'm, I'm noticing that we're at one, uh, a little over an hour and ten. So uh, maybe it's a good time to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All, All right, right. Uh, buddy. Be safe on your trip. You're going to Pittsburgh. Where else? Is that just the only place you're going to? <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> five weeks in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh and Albany. We're just going ro- to rotate back and forth. <laughs> well, no, it's uh, Philly, then Tulsa, Austin, Gulf Shores, Alabama, Jacksonville, Norfolk. Uh, I've been everywhere, man. Cause some oh, shit, cause some casino the right in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, then uh, the Sands and. Uh, What's after that? Rochester, Columbus. We're going to play Columbus. Rochester. Columbus Crew game. Um, like the halftime Radio show? Festival. And we're going to play right after the game Oh, the game Columbus Crew game. That's cool. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been to that stadium. It's nice. Um, and then we finally end up in Albany. Yeah. We do uh, Long Island, Boston, then Albany. That's the end. You need a chance to see your girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully more than once. She's going to come to New York to see me, and then we get a couple days off. I'm going to try it and see her one of those times as well awesome well have a safe trip um edgar uh we'll see him when he gets back and uh we'll do this again thanks a lot guys for listening and um take care good night good night afternoon morning evening